Welcome to the Kaidas Nation. Kayak Bass Nation is presented by Dugout Bait and Tackle. Go to dugoutfishing.com to find everything you need for your next kayak bass fishing tournament. Hope you enjoy the show. Jeff Malat, Lunch Money Lambert, Also sponsored by Revo Sunglasses. Go to Revo.com, use code KBN25 to save 25% off your next order. Revo, best lenses on earth. Also sponsored by Western Sun Vodka. Go to westernsundistillery.com and use the bottle finder to find a bottle near you. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. We got some folks trickling in from YouTube and Facebook. So wherever you're watching from, we appreciate you. There may even be a few over on Twitter. I don't know. Uh, as you see there, opposite of me on the screen, no Ryan Lambert tonight. We got Jordan Marshall in the house, co-hosting. It's Ryan's birthday. He's out uh, celebrating, doing who knows what. But Jordan slid over here, super mullet, the man. Appreciate you, Jordan. Thanks for showing up, man. No problem. Ryan, Ryan's baby brother in the house. Filling That's in right. For the birthday boy. That's right, man. How you been? I hadn't talked to you in a little while. No complaints, man. Just getting ready. Um, just just getting over some some corona covid issues and uh feeling 100 percent and just uh getting ready for a very exciting month of fishing i got you it's gonna be big coming up uh randy creason from oklahoma says lambert looks better i like that uh it's the hair it's the hair yeah we got walt on youtube saying what's up checking in from south dakota i can dig that i was up in north dakota for a lot of years walt so i was close by uh close by there so we got a big show tonight, as you guys probably saw. We've got Josh Evans, Russell Johnson talking Susquehanna River. Uh, there's going to be an opportunity to double dip. We're going to talk about the river itself and also the, the Mid-Atlantic Series. Guys are putting on an event along with the BOS. So we're going to talk about all of that here shortly. But as Ryan as I usually do, we usually talk about the week that was or the weekend it was. Uh, so we're going to do that now with Jordan instead. And I wanted to jump right into talking about ICAST. We weren't, neither one of us got to go. Uh, you didn't get to go to ICAST. You had Corona, but it seems like everybody coming back picked up the rona anyway but um anyway a lot of cool stuff dropped would you, you see anything online or in any of the facebook shares that caught your eye man um i think the thing that i was looking forward to the most was seeing the um z-man hellraiser um didn't didn't know anything about it and was really excited to see it um was not really what i had in mind when i did see it um but you know, like like anything, I like moving baits and stuff that makes noise. So I'm I'm excited to get it and see how it fits in the arsenal. Yeah, we had uh, Ryan Harder on last week talking about that thing, and we played the video and he kind of explained how the guy developed it. And that, and the whole thing still kind of freaks me out. It does, where the line tie is doesn't even make sense. It's like in the middle of no. the bait and it pops a wheelie the whole time. So yeah, I, I think that's cool. I'm anxious to check that out. What do you think of that? I know you're a chatterbait guy. What do you think of that Berkeley chatterbait they dropped with the um, do the head? <laughs> I didn't really look into it a whole lot, to be quite honest. Um, it's, I mean, I saw it, it won uh, the award or whatever and kind of looked it over. But, I mean, outside of just a quick eyeball on it, um, I didn't really pay much stock to it, to be quite honest. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty set in my ways. You can see stuff that's hanging up behind me. I don't I don't kind of venture out a whole lot. I just throw jackhammers. Jackhammer or bust. Can't go wrong. Um, I like some of the – like the big players in the, in the kayak – 
boat game really like Hobie had that passport, but that's really not a fishing vessel. They kind of stood pat old town. Didn't really, they didn't have anything debut. Um, but a few of the smaller companies are kind of, I want to say fringe companies. They debuted some stuff and then boat, I think it's pronounced boat B O T E the inflatable kayak company. They won best of show for watercraft with that inflatable stand up paddleboard that had a pedal drive in it. I thought that thing was pretty cool. Yeah. That was actually really interesting. Yeah. Just, you know, comparing other stuff. And that's kind of something that's new. Yeah. That was kind of the name of the game. Feel free had an inflatable thing there. I think, uh, riot kayaks had an inflatable pontoon looking thing there. So inflatables were the deal this year. Uh, a lot more people jumping in on YouTube. Crazy. YouTube has been outperforming Facebook. So hats off to uh, YouTubers. Appreciate y'all over there on YouTube. Uh, stick and move and casual bass. What's up fellas. Um, I kind of liked also the, the soft plastics that came out at iCast. I'm kind of, I'm a soft plastics junkie anyway. Uh, and strike King had a few cool things. I think I shared a picture on the group page that it looks like a zoom speed crawl, but it's got the rage pinchers on it, uh, with the little rimmed pincher like that. And then they came out with a menace worm, like a speed worm with the menace, uh, thumpers on it. So pretty cool stuff from strike King. Yeah. There was a whole, uh, a whole series of plastics from somebody. I remember looking at it and thought, thought it was interesting. I don't remember who it was off the top of my head, but I, I mean, I probably was, you know, just eyeballing that as much as anything. Yeah. Uh, Scylla Johnson over on YouTube. She's saying howdy, folks. I saw her and uh, the, the big crew of ladies from the WFF. I almost said the WWF. Uh, they were they were making their way around ICAST down there. Uh, they looked like they had a good time. So maybe next year I'm gonna make the make the trip down in in uh, the name of KBF. Do some media stuff. We'll do some video uploads or something. I, I, I say that every year I'm gonna go, and yeah. every year I somehow manage to not go. Yeah. So, yeah, something else I want to touch on, or two things before we get our guests in here. We we have barely ever scratched the surface on talking KFL. And right here we've got Jordan Marshall from, are you guys number one still? Acoustic Kingfishers, are you guys still we, number we one? We are um, number one in the south. Uh, there's um, the Maniacs, I believe, are also 4-0 and in the north. But um, if you look at... Um, kind of the consensus power rankings and stuff like that. I think the general consensus is that we're kind of the, the team to beat at the moment. All right. I can see that. Um, and, you know, a lot of the guys and girls that participate in that, their names won't jump off the page. You don't, may not recognize them from the BOS or Bass or whatever. Um, but you're one of the guys that have obviously, you know, you're the the AOI from BOS. You've won tons of trophy, trophies at live traditional live events. I know this is a live event too. Um, so what are your thoughts first year in it? I know you were kind of skeptical at first. We've had some side convos about it. What are your thoughts your first year in it? I think, um, so just w when I first saw what KFL was, I was really interested off the get go with the format. And I looked at putting together a team. There wasn't enough interest in Tennessee last year to kind of get together a team. I thought about doing it again this year, didn't really get everything together in time. And then um, Dan Perry from Coosa Kingfishers reached out to me and was like, hey man, um, we need somebody to fish these three events. If you can, cool. If not, you know, no biggie. And I looked at it, schedule was open for those three weeks. I was like, you know what, let's, let's go after it. And honest to goodness, um, you know, like we've said in some of those random conversations, I have a lot of fun fishing KFL. And, and it's, it's, it's really good. I think if you've got a, a team that you get along with, I mean, our team is, is Coey McGowan, who a lot of guys know by now, 
Joe McElroy, who everybody knows, kind of got the um, you know the the big fundraiser uh, for JT kind of going um, and and helped with that. Um, Nick Dyer, um, Lance Coley, um, Dan Chuck. Um, I'm having a brain fart. Um, guy from Texas. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. I apologize. But I should I should have known better to name everybody off anyway. Because I know I was in Texas. Yeah. But Cliff we, Allen, we, we Cliff Allen really, on the team. What'd you say? Is Cliff Allen on the team? Did we miss that? No, the, oh. the, the people's champ is uh, the, the people's champ is is probably made for the KFL because we, you know, the whole you know thing with you know that the the, the kind of administrators with Greg of of KFL kind of push is is being live all the time and. You know, I've tried to do that because I know that's a big part of KFL. But, you know, the biggest part for me being an angler and my interest in that is, A, the team format, and, B, this home and away situation. I think that's such a great format to have teams home and away that I just really, really enjoy. Being able to go and travel and fish with these guys and stay together in houses and, you know, break down a waterway that we're not, you know, all the time familiar with. And just being able to go fish new places against people that you don't really know and, and can compare. I have a lot of fun with that, man. And, and I, I think they, they probably um, push the videography a little too hard because um, the connection's bad in a lot of places. And I think that kind of gets a little oversaturated with, with content. That's, you know, it's, it's a lot like watching golf. Fishing and golf, uh, I compare it to that. You know, Eric Thomason compares it to that. We've had a lot of those conversations. I actually played golf today. You know, it's a lot of mental game on it with fishing, and there's a lot of just dead time. Um, yeah. I've had yeah. really good days on the water where, you know, you know, fish for eight hours, and you could condense all my fishing in 30 minutes because I don't catch a fish for seven and a half hours. Yeah. the uh, I've made the suggestion as a sideline quarterback that's not a member of it that it would be better off if they were just – GoPros with everybody, and you just submitted the footage and made like a thirty-minute show out of it instead of trying to stream for four or six hours or whatever you are doing. But I've heard the same. Uh, Garrett Morgan, good friend of mine from here, he said the same thing you said, which is he's has a really good time doing it the last couple of years. So, uh, and I don't want to get too far down in the weeds on that, but I saw there was a little KFL drama where the Texas team, the Bandits, got kicked out, and they've brought in another Arkansas team for the remainder of the season. So, yeah, I'm uh, um, developing story on that. We'll see. I think I think it was funny because the Texas team really talked a lot of smack last year, from what I've gathered, and they made it all the way to the finals, and um, they actually knocked out the Coosa Kingfisher team that I'm a part of last year in the playoffs. We had to go to Texas, and uh, they put up um, like a ten fish limit of like 208 inches or something like that at Fairfield, and Coosa gave them uh, a good run with like 199 inches, but lost. And they ended up getting beat, um, at whatever they ended up at the championship or whatever. And they, I don't know if they changed a whole lot of people on their team this year, but they flat out stunk, um, and, and got their brains beat in. And, um, I think they were just kind of, uh, kind of over it, over getting beat and said, you know, forget about it. So, I got um, that's, that's all I know. I know they talked a lot of trash and they got whooped this year. So I, I find that funny and I don't hardly know any of those guys. Like the LeBron James of kayak fishing, that's what they are. Yeah. Uh, going to make oh, the playoff. Yeah, one comment we want to touch on this, and we'll get the fellas in here. Uh, James Dark said his first time watching from New Zealand. Jordan, he will see you in Sweden. It's a Hobie Worlds guy. How about that? Hobie Worlds. 
Yeah. How you feeling about that? You excited for that? I saw your jersey post uh, the other day. Man, I I am so excited and so incredibly nervous. Uh, to those that know me, know that I absolutely hate flying as much as anything I've ever done in my entire life. So that part I'm super paranoid about. I'm I'm paranoid about you know all the flights being canceled and and actually getting on a flight if they don't get canceled. So it's it's a lose lose um, in my head. Lambert with you, you'll be all right. Yeah, um, Lambert and and um, Christine and and Ron and a, and a bunch of them. We're we're all on the same flight. I think everybody actually from Team USA is all on the same flight from New York to Sweden. So. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see pretty much how that goes. I, I hate flying, but man, I'm so excited. I don't know nothing about pike fishing. I've caught a couple perch by a perch by accident, so I'm gonna be you know I'm gonna be rolling around like a ball in high weeds. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm gonna figure my way out when I get there. I'll just yeah. I'll just make a bunch of casts. If I make more casts than everybody else, that puts my chances a lot better, don't it? Yeah, that's right. So it's gonna be a good time. We'll be excited to see how that turns out for everybody. Um, Hopefully, TMUSA brings it home. Gold? Do you get gold medals? What do you get for winning that? Gold kayaks, gold medals? I think a trophy. Um, trophy? All right. I think there's a trophy for individual. I don't really know, uh, to be quite honest. I don't I don't think there's money involved, um, but I think there is a fairly large trophy based on my recollection. Patriotism, baby. It's all about the, oh, yeah. for the flag. I've, I've talked to those guys, and they say that the – Best part is getting there, and you know one of the best parts is getting there and getting to the boat yard where they've got all the rigged hobies and seeing um, <laughs> and uh, seeing you know your your name by your country's flag, and I, I can just imagine what that's like. So I'm I'm excited. Yeah, that's cool. Um, can't wait to see it, man. So shout out the sponsors real quick before we get these guys in here of course the show is presented by dugout bait and tackle we appreciate them a lot of stuff you saw at icast will be available with dugout probably this fall as soon as it comes in uh, go to dugoutfishing.com uh, revo sunglasses they were at icast as well uh, we always claim best lenses on earth that's because we believe it so go to revo.com use kbn 25 save 25 percent off your next order I and then, of course pair revos before i went to sweet Ooh, you, know, you did all right all right um, there you go. Coosa Kingfishers, pro, pro right here, wearing the Revos, so appreciate you. Uh, and then Western Sun Vodka. We've been Western Sun a long time. They were the original supporter of KBN, and we appreciate them. I keep seeing their bottles pop up in more and more stores around this region, and I've gotten some pictures from other people in other regions. So when you get to your closest liquor store, uh, peek in that vodka section, see if there's some Western Sun in there. You can even use the bottle finder on their website to see if they have it. Uh, and then now there's an app called Drizzly. Jordan, they don't have it here in Arkansas yet, but you can actually like DoorDash liquor to your door, so you can use Drizzly. Now, I always said that would be the greatest idea ever. That would keep less people intoxicated off the road. Somebody, yeah. somebody done beat me to my world famous idea. It's there. It's not here in in my part of Arkansas yet, but it's, it is available in parts of the country, and Western Sun's available on there. So there you go. Well, All right, that's it. Parts of Arkansas, that'd be the last thing to get it. Hey, easy, buddy. <laughs> easy, easy, buddy. All right. We're going to get these fellas in here. They've been patiently waiting. All right. What's up? Russell Johnson and Josh Evans. What's going on, guys? What's yeah. cracking? Uh, I'll say welcome back to the show, Russell Johnson, and then welcome back to the show. Also, Josh. Josh, we talked before we went live. He's been on a bunch as a caller, but I don't know if he's ever been like a pre-planned guest, so it's long overdue for him to be on here. Hey, Amen. <laughs> let's, let's get going <laughs> that's what i'm saying uh all right so we wanted to have you guys on here to talk about susquehanna uh and jordan's gonna be a good authority on this too because he was just up there he went up there and made a little 
pre-practice trip. So I, I don't uh, know if good authority is the right word. I went up there and eyeballed it a, a little bit. Okay. Okay. Got my, got my brains beat out by the locals. Put Thomason in a bona fide and sent him down the river. So you did. Oof. Uh, That's a conversation for another day. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Russ, tell us what's going on up there, man. I'm seeing pictures from all over the place. It looks like a gravel pit. Is that bull crap or is it, is it pretty low? Uh, no, the pictures you see are true. It's just not what's inbounds. Mm. Um, so to like calm everybody down, um, I fished there probably three times or four times over the last two months. Um, I was able to use my motor, was able to use my pedal drive, but you have to be selective about it. Um, there are no like topography maps to say this is the deep section of water. Um, so the general person, you're going to come across some shallow water. Um, but there's places, you know, Jake Harshman's good for posting content. Uh, you know, his spot, City Island, it's a good place to fish and it's deeper water. Um, that's somewhere you can get in and not worry about your pedal drive all day long. Um, you can find those 10 and 12 foot deep sections. Uh, you can find the rocks and everything else there, but it's, it's not what's being posted and we're kind of having fun with it because it is low, but it's not much lower than it was two years ago. Okay. What is that doing to the fish? Is it concentrating them more? Are they just kind of used to that low water up there? So, I mean, they're smallmouth. Um, you're going to have your aggressive ones and you're going to have your, your ones that are, I, I say, opportunistic. Um, so you're going to have them everywhere you would this time of year. There's nothing to, like, there's not one fishing style to me that's going to stand out other than another one. Uh, whatever your strength is, I would say fish it. Okay. And then on top of the BOS event, and we'll get into more specifics about the river, uh, Mid-Atlantic Kayak Bass Series is also hosting an event up there, Josh. Tell us what you guys got going. Yeah, that's uh, right. So uh, MAKBF has been around for a lot of years now. We're like one of the longest standing um, trails, grassroots trails out here in the Mid-Atlantic. And uh, a couple years ago, I was, I was in AJ's ear a lot. I was bugging him. I know Russ was as well. And we said, man, we got to get a, a tournament out here in the Susquehanna. And he said, oh, you know, it's not in the schedule for this year. And then COVID hit. Uh, and he reached out to me and he said, hey, he said, well, you, how, how many people do you think we can get to turn out if we, uh, if we make this tournament happen? I said, when are you trying to have it? And he said, what, three, four weeks from now? <laughs> I forget what the turnaround was. And I said, well, hell. I said, we're going to make it happen. We'll, we'll get some people out there. Uh, so, you know, we got Russ involved and Brian Wisner and a couple other folks. And um, we made it happen. And, uh, you know, here we are, what, this is the third year now, and MKBF is going to be co-hosting it. And, you know, we're going to have a, a tournament running in parallel both days, um, $60 entry fee that covers you for both of those days, and then a $10 big bass uh, kicker. If we break 100 people signed up for the MKBF event, uh, I've got a prize package out of my personal baits uh, with a bunch of different Z-Man stuff. I'm not sponsored by them or associated with them. I'd love to be, but... Um, it's more just out of, you know, showing appreciation for for BOS coming back here again and for all the anglers signing up. So uh, we're going to have a prize pack of about 100, 120, somewhere in there, dollars worth of baits, uh, all stuff that will catch fish on the Susquehanna. So get signed up. I posted the link, and I'll repost it again later. Hey, you throwing any of those uh, non that, – that they don't – the uh, discontinued is the word I'm looking for, the discontinued Excaliburs in there. Any what? Any of those discontinued Excaliburs up in that package? 
I, I am. I am uh, a couple oh. of square, bill, a couple of square bills, a couple of the XJ4, a uh, little walking bait, you know. Little this, okay. little that. I got a little something in there. All right. I know, Josh. You got a, you got a, like a Fort Knox of those old baits. So. I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. But biggest thing is, is you know, all of them are going to work out well on the Susquehanna. And um, I'd like to, you know, impart that on, on one lucky person, but we got to get over 100 in order to do so. And where y'all sitting now? Oh, uh, God. Last time I looked, we were right around 30. I mean, we have a lot of local guys that sign up last minute, you know, typical kayaking their business. Um, but, you know, if we could break 100, that would just be outstanding. I got you. Easy little double dips. Y'all heard it. If you, if you, if you... Sliding into town, sign up. I'm, I'm assuming you can sign up till last minute. There's not like a cutoff, right? Yeah, it's like 11:59 the night before. Okay. And on on that, they run a smooth tournament too. So I fish with them a couple times. It's not a it's not a new group that's trying to tournament because BLS is coming. This is something they hold normally, so it's going to run in conjunction and not be a hindrance to what we're there for naturally anyway. I appreciate you saying that, Russ. We, uh, you know, all of our rules are gonna gonna mirror what BOS is, um, so there won't be any kind of issue with that. Uh, we're not allowing motors for our club for for that particular tournament, which we normally do. Um, and yeah, all of us are guys that have been fishing these tournaments for the last six, seven, eight years, whatever it is. We know what we're doing, and we want to make sure that we provide you guys a great experience and show you that we want you to come back again. Yeah, and for folks that have never been there, like like me, for instance, when you hear you know two hundred angler event like the BOS, hopefully a hundred angler event for you, Josh, uh, on a river system, you worry about water. Like, is there enough water to hold that many people? Uh, I mean, I'm here in the Ozarks, and you're talking about you go to one of our rivers, and you're going to be literally bumper boats. So give people a little idea of of what we're talking about with the the fishable water there, Russ. <laughs> so you won't find a spot on that river narrower than a football field and i'm not talking from sideline to sideline i'm talking end zone to end zone when you're in a spot like that it's only because you're on an island it's a mile long um, and there's that much more river on the other side of the island um, there's spots on this river that are over a mile wide so you're looking at three and a half and four football fields that you can fish one rock ledge all the way across and all the way back. Now, when you take, uh, and I say like some of these longer Tennessee Valley lakes, um, or we can even look at like Champlain up north, you have half a mile wide to a mile wide lake, and it's 45, 50, 60 miles long. That's exactly the same footprint but moving water throughout the whole thing yeah and i'll definitely can i add some real quick so yeah yeah um what i've seen the last couple of years and russ you probably have seen it too guys that go out there for the week leading up and they will hammer the same spot over and over again and say oh, i put up 85 95 inches right uh during practice and then they go out there and they blank and they wonder why it's a ton of water. There's a ton of fish out there, right? Don't when you guys are pre-fishing, don't go out there and beat it up, man. I mean, you, they're gonna be there the next day, I promise you. But there's so much water there. If you see somebody that's in a spot that you pre-fished and you and you you know you got on a bunch of fish, cool, keep floating because there's another grass island, you know, 
50 feet down that's going to hold the same damn fish. So just just food for thought because the last couple of years I've seen some people do some craziness and then they're wondering why they strike out when it comes time to cash a check. Yeah. It, I mean, that's the thing about smallmouth. Like, like, you go to a lake, you might find uh, a cove that holds fish. And you know those fish are going to be there for the next five days. Uh, the the next, you know, the next day they'll be there. The day after that they'll be there. But on that river system, they constantly move. So where you might find them today, the crawfish may have came out or a group of catfish might have moved through the hole. You know, it it's waypoints and saying there's a fish here. It doesn't happen on a Sasuke. Um you find out that day the rest of it's just being acquainted you know knowing where rock ledges are islands are uh creeks or you know whatever structure you want to fish knowing where it is and identifying where the fish are and running it that day jordan what do you think i mean coming from tennessee fishing lakes in the south or rivers in the south first time you laid eyes on it up there the first time I saw it, um, my, my jaw dropped. I was as impressed with how that place looked, but it was also, you know, I, I grew up fishing a lot of rivers here, and you go up there, and it's um, really, like, daunting to look at. It's like, holy crap. I mean, this thing's a mile wide, and there's nine million rocks out here. I mean, on the little river that I grew up fishing, if there was one big rock in the river, if there's not somebody swimming on it, you know, it gets beat up because it's the only giant rock in the river versus, I mean, you get in some of those areas around the Statue of Liberty and there's 9 million giant rocks the size of cars everywhere. And I think it kind of took me a little bit to figure out um, kind of how to pace myself and to kind of dissect it, fish it differently. Um, the first year I actually went up there when it was low, I actually said I would never come back and fish it if it wasn't higher. <laughs> and I, I, I hated it. I mean, I was, I fished it for four days, a couple days in practice and a couple days to the tournament. I, I had, I hated it. I even made the comment and said, I wouldn't, um, if I could swap the two, I would drive past the Susquehanna if it was in my backyard to drive to Pennsylvania to fish the Holston because I thought it was that terrible. And then um, Russ taught me back into coming last year and along with a couple other people. And um, I had probably the most fun I think I've ever had in a tournament. Um, I mean, it was like catching 16 and a half inch fish and I was like boat flipping them and like looking at it and being like, are you kidding me? And just flopping them like a 12 inch fish. And it's like, it spoils you so bad. And um, I really wanted to go when I went up there a month ago. I noticed the water was starting to come back down, kind of what it was two years ago. And I kind of took my knowledge of being up there the last two years. And it's, it's you know, it's not bass knowledge. It's nothing like these guys have. Um, and went up there and just kind of, I, I saw the tournament that was up there. Me and Eric made kind of a two-day trip out of it. And for the long weekend, and I just really wanted to kind of compare, you know, what I had learned against guys that were fishing when there wasn't just a whole lot of pressure of the BOS series. And, and I, I'm, I still got my brain speed in and didn't, didn't win any money, but man, it was, um, it was very refreshing to go up there and actually catch some fish and feel like I, you know, was making progress in my process of, of knowing, um, 
and learning a new body of water, even even though I feel really comfortable on the rivers, that's that's a whole different body of water than anything I've ever been on. And it's a completely different body of water at three foot, and it's a completely different body of water at four foot, in my opinion. Is that accurate, fellas? Absolutely. Um, you got to understand from like three foot where you're at, you might be at 50,000 cubic feet, you know, a second coming past one of the gauges. At two foot more, you might be at 120,000, you know, just shy of three times the amount of flow, um, which totally changed things. You might be going from, you know, 1.5 to 1.6 mile an hour flow to well over a three mile an hour flow with the increase of two foot of water. I mean, it's the number one tributary to the Chesapeake Bay. Like, it's not small. Um, by no means. Um, it's low, but there's still a lot of water. Um, you know, we're they're inflating the fiber dam, which we have an inflatable dam up here, um, to get it to summer pool, which creates a lake. Um, there's a couple lakes on the river, but they're just backed up sections of, of the river that they make deep enough for people to put regular boats on. Um, you know, for the whole weekend, you won't see a regular bass boat, um, a regular, you know, you won't see, you might see a prop motor, but you won't see anybody running around. Um, you know, this is, this is a kayaking paradise where you don't have to worry about somebody coming around a corner when you're on a point at 70 mile an hour. You're the fastest thing out there. Um, jet boats, jet boats run up there. This is that condition where those jet boats stay in a couple of those pools. They're not leaving them. Um, it's too, it's too treacherous for them to run over somebody's shoals at these levels. There's some guys that will, but not the majority of them. They were up there a month ago. I about got ran over. I was, I was in the wrong spot and I was, I was, uh, uh confirmed that I was in the wrong spot when the guy came by me. Yeah. He, he made, let me know. Um, they definitely have their, uh, their lanes up there and that's because there's so many rocks. There's only so many places. That, either. Uh, I had no idea that I was in the middle of his, his spot. There's 30,000 <laughs> rocks and I'm in a little spot and I'm like, Hey, this is kind of deeper. I'm going to fish here. And he's coming up through there and just dodging stuff. And he's going like this. And I'm like, Oh, I guess I'm in the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there's some of those guys that they're running $50,000 jet boats, you know, 300 horse. They're not, they're going to choose you over, over the boulder. <laughs> Um, that's what's going to, you're going to catch a wake. Um, but those are, those are the areas that you'll realize that you're in them. You'll hear them coming. Um, but I, I think a lot of these guys know we're coming, so they're not going to be out fun fishing. Um, you know, you get 200 people is a lot of people, but you got 40 or eight miles of river, I think. So you got four people per mile when it comes down to it. Uh, yeah, it's something it's something else I wanted to throw in there. Um, you know, when, when Russ was talking about the flow and the speed of the water and whatnot, when you guys are out there, you know, something else to think about. If you were out there last year, maybe not the previous year, get out there and, and actually do the float that you're planning on doing during the tournament in practice. You ain't got to beat it up and catch fish like crazy, but go out there and see how long it's going to take you. Because something that took you exactly on the dot from start to finish last year might take you quite a bit longer with all the dragging and other stuff involved in this. So, you know, planning is going to come into, to, uh, is going to be really key this year. 
And I just wanted to kind of point that out. Yeah. And there's a question from uh, Stuart on Facebook. He said, this is his first time being there. He said, should he expect to make a ramp to ramp float and get a ride? Or can he just fish a spot, slide in fish a spot and get back in? Uh, I mean, you can do either one. There's plenty of single access spots. Um, there's a, if you look up the Susque uh, Susquehanna water trail, it'll give you all the public access points. It'll also break it down from ramp to ramp. Um, and then I would just use Google and, um, yeah, that's going to be a little bit too much. Uh, 100%. But, uh, um, I would break it down. Most places I can say you you can single access. Some places or places are going to have a little bit more flow than the other ones. One, one thing I'll add to that, Stuart, and anybody else that maybe doesn't have somebody to buddy up with, uh, if you still want to do a float, there is uh, a couple different shuttle services up there. Blue Mountain Outfitters being one of them that uh, you should be able to call them and, and tell them you're fishing the MKBF and the BOS uh, and, and arrange a ride. But do that well ahead of time. Give them a call like tomorrow or the next day and see if you can line something up so that way you're not trying to figure it out on tournament day. There you go. Yep. Um, and the, the other thing is, uh, you know, a lot of guys, if you look at your takeout ramp, um, stay around the end of the day, whoever's getting out, and ask him uh, – uh if you want to uh shuttle a lot of guys you know will do that um and with 200 guys there's going to be somebody taking out at 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 your ramp um so and then my wife just sent me a message we still have our christmas tree up she said i could have picked a better spot in the house uh <laughs> so i guess i lost a bet and i still have a christmas tree up in my house and my wife didn't take it down but uh, she That's said I right. should have picked a better spot. But I'm happy with it. They got some 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 keepsakes on. it. I thought it so. was like some kind of metaphor, like Christmas in July on the Susky or something. No, <laughs> it's still Christmas at the Johnson house because I uh, I lost the bet, so I still got a Christmas tree up. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, you know, we were talking jet boats. I saw Steve Fields in the comments. Does that mean we're going to see Steve with his camera in a jet boat flying up and down the river? Oh, I don't know about that one. There's there's a few there's a few guys if Steve needs to find somebody I think I can find a few guys for him to to run with, um, but I don't think Steve will be able to cover the amount of water he does on a normal occasion. He said no, no. A lot of, a lot of folks in City <laughs> Island are going to get some coverage if so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jake said Steve better get a drone. Um, media kayak. He could just float the whole thing. That's what he can do. Or just hike it if it's low enough. He'll just walk in the water with his stuff. He'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> he can grab one of them new passports. There you go. Uh, so I saw Jake in the comments. I, I've talked to him about the river before. I've seen other videos and different things about the river up there. There's more than just the Susky. There's some tributaries that dump into it, right? That, that are branches. Will those play? Will those be a player in this tournament? Um, yes and no. Um, I really haven't been on any of the major tributaries. Um, such as the Juniata, that's the biggest tributary on the Susquehanna. Um, I'm not sure what the bounds are. Um, that's not one of those places I typically like to fish when I have access to the Susquehanna. Um, that's just me personally. Um, but it, it will play factor. Um, I, I don't think with the warmer weather we have that there's enough water coming out of the tributaries. It's going to be cooler to pull fish in. Or anything else like that. I think it's just going to be 
a stroke of luck that you find a pot of fish or if you can pick one off every 100 yards you're good to go um i don't see the tributaries playing a factor i think there will be at least one person from the top 10 that fishes the juniata all right that's yeah. what i'm thinking and then Jay at least threw, one yeah he threw it in the comments that it's in play up to the thompson town ramp as a launch boundary i don't know how much water that is but thank you jake is there any rain on the on the possibility radar for this week? Because we got if hammered. There, if there is, um, I, I'll tell everybody this way. If you're paying attention to the weather in Harrisburg, that's the south end of our boundary. We don't need rain there. We need to rain through, like, mid-state New York. Um, and I don't see anything changing. If we get rain locally, you're just going to have shallow, muddy water. Um, it's not going to be enough to to really change um, the, the lake. Um, a lot of that is also going to depend on if we get rain and it's north. They're inflating this dam, so they're holding back water naturally anyway. It's just going to you know fill up the lake to its quote-unquote summer pool faster. Uh, I do not foresee the level of the river changing. All right. Uh, so people in the comments saying no rain, nothing to make a difference anyway, nothing that will help. So sounds like you guys are, are right on it about that. Uh, we had somebody on earlier this year, uh, winter on, uh, what was the BOS event up there in New Hampshire or whatever it was? Winnipesaukee. Winnipesaukee. And that was a smallmouth fishery. Yeah, but, the winter, but the winner of the event, won that thing on largemouth. Is there any chance on earth that a largemouth could play on the, on the Susquehanna this weekend? Jake will tell you yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and Goldsboro. I, I would say yes. Um, and I'm going to say somebody in the top 10 on one of the day will have largemouth. Um, it's not a major factor, but it's there. And there's big ones. The river holds big, large mouth too, right? There, there's five pounders in there. Okay. Uh, Josh Sims says the dam is fully inflated. Jake says yes, they will. Mick Wood says no way. So we'll see. <coughs> we'll see. We'll be looking at those limits. There, and then he repeated by saying there is no way. Uh, we'll see. Uh, so let, let, let's think about this. Outside of yourselves, I don't want you guys, uh, you know, being too cocky and calling yourselves out. Who's some people to who's some anglers to keep an eye on up there? This weekend, uh, they're gonna make a run for that top ten. Oh uh, man, you want to go first, or you want me to go first? I guess we can alternate this. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, Billy Dubro. Dubro, okay. Dubro. I always fuck up his last name. But he's a goddamn <laughs> hammer. He a goddamn hammer. Um, he he's long overdue for for a big one on a Susky. Yeah. Um, he he's. He is my my fishing partner, and he's a flat out stick, and it, this is leaning a lot in his favor, um, just with the conditions. Um, I I'm really. It sounds funny, but there's a guy that's been coming out here and just having fun for two years, and I think he's coming out to clear his mind this year. He's going to fish real clean and real good, and that's going to be Quentin Eccles. Okay. Shit. Okay. I like that one. So. All right. Um, 
Who you got, Jordan? I think it's hard not to mention Jody on the Susquehanna. Um, but I got I got a shout out my boy. He's on a roll, Eric Thomason. He 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 enjoyed the Susquehanna. He was probably a fish or two away last year from having a, a really great event. Um, he's cash checks in like three or four local tournaments in a row, and he's 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 got the mojo trending the correct direction. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give my boy some love, and, and he's he's gonna cash a solid check. Is he, is he gonna fish from the SS my hobies broke or is he fishing from his his actual uh, real boat? He, he he is fishing from his Jackson Cusa that has oh, okay. one. I fished in it one time and won a tournament in it. The boat's got stupid mojo. He's won he's won uh, two of his last three tournaments in it. And the only time he didn't win was when I beat him on Saturday. So uh, he's uh, he he's on a roll, man. That boat's got stupid mojo. I'll give it that. We got the crowd making picks too. Let's hear another pick from each of you. Uh, um, you got? I got two of them actually. Um, right. Isaac Isaac Polly, uh, semi-local dude out here. He's been out there smashing. And then uh, Alex Fiolka, man, he's another hammer out here. Uh, he doesn't get nearly enough respect or credit for how damn good he is. Um, dude's a machine. He just catches fish. I mean, Alex is a, is a straight hammer. Um, he's fishing good this year, naturally. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the two biggest names on the Susky, you, they're not fishing this event, but I can't I can't talk about the Susky without talking about Jebediah Plunkett and Jeff Little. Um, Why aren't these they fishing? Guys, well, Jeff doesn't do it, um, and Jed is uh, some obligations in in life, um, but these guys have put out content and I'm, I'm watching watching people learn from you know old Jebediah Plunkett's videos with Jeff and Jeff's new content on the river um, you know a lot of guys are paying attention to what what Jake's putting out and it's all solid content so I really think one of these southern river guys um, you know like uh, I would say Lance Cooley and Tim Perkins were ones that came up from south and and found home here. I think it's going to be one of these guys, you know, down in Jordan's area that nobody knows, um, that, that just find something like home where you're not looking at that broad picture of the Susky and you're just finding something, something comfortable. Um, but I also like Jason Isaacs, another Ohio guy that fishes small. So the, you know, people don't realize that, especially people new to the sports the last couple of years, I was on the Wildy team back in the day with, with Jed Plunkert. And for years, if there was a national championship or a national open or whatever, that dude was guaranteed top 10, if not top five. Uh, and he just kind of stopped traveling. I don't know if it was just life or whatever got in the way, but is he ever going to make a comeback on the national, national tournaments? I, I really think that's coming. His, you know, and, and my personal, when I get to speak with him, and it's not all the time, you know, he's, uh, he's the – he's supporting his community with being a fireman. You know, his, he's got a son involved in a lot of things. Um, he's, you know, his, his family's grown. Um, believe me, he hasn't lost the passion of fish. I just think when it opens up for him, he's going to be able to, to get back out at full scale. I mean, there was three years that my whole goal was just to beat him. I don't care if he was 99th, if I was 98th was just to beat him because the man can fish. 
Yeah, I'm telling you, people don't realize. There's a few people that have kind of just slid away like that that were dominating for, you know, 2015 to 2019. They were just cleaning house and mm-hmm. just kind of went away. Jed was Jed was actually one of the guys that's been fishing MAKBF since the beginning. And uh, I think there was about a three- or four-year stretch where he won Angler of the Year every single year. And he'd come out there, and you'd just be like, oh, shit, here we go. What? We're fishing for second, you know? And the goal yeah. was beat Jed. It wasn't even win the damn event like Russ said. It was just beat Jed. <laughs> There, I mean, it was just, you know, the Susquehanna is three hours from me. If the wife says go fishing for today, it's a three-hour drive out there. Fish for four or five hours, three-hour drive back. Um, and those are the days that, you know, like, hey, Jed, what do we? can I fish with you? And this man, he fished it flooded water, low water. Um, and that's why I said this, this, this tournament is, you know, the guys that fished it last year that found out, like, I love this river, and the guys that fished it a year before, like Jordan says, I'll never come back to this place. You just got to change with the water. The fish are, are still doing the same exact thing. They just might not be in that same little spot that you found them in. Uh, yeah, Jed will catch 20 inches in a mud puddle. Um, I As John Klein talks, there's a lot of locals to watch. Uh kayak anglers of pennsylvania they have five different um chapters and they are they're coming strong in this one i was i was really surprised with the support from them you know being a big uh deal we're we're gonna have on day one day two you're gonna burn everything out day two daily (laughs) um he broke that that this year uh, dave gallagher is a hammer um, he likes to fish and pick things apart. Um, you know, all these guys that are, that are coming, Josh Sims, he, he's there. There's a couple guys that have converted and local guys converted from the jet boat scene down to the kayak scene, um, that know the river very well. Um, but it, a lot of this is going to depend on what 200 guys do on Thursday and Friday. Um, either they're going to spook fish they're going to push fish out or just catch too many fish um, for me i would say find out what baits work for you catch a couple fish and then just go scouting with your eyes and kind of reserve what you found everybody, everybody sleeping all night in he in this I'm yeah, not but no. is, is, is he lost the novelty nobody's scared of ike anymore so it's kind of like lebron nobody's scared Never of him <laughs> Man, nobody was ever afraid of LeBron. Let's, let's be real. I got I got a couple guys. I, I I don't know. I can't remember their names off the top of my head, but there are a couple KFL guys that fish for the BA uh, Bronzebacks team. Um, man, I was on the live the same time they were two weeks ago when I was down here in uh, Georgia, uh, uh, Alabama, fishing. And um, dude, that one dude, I I, I can't remember his name. I, I'm sorry, but. Um, the dude straight up freaking wrecked him all day. I, I a couple times I stopped fishing and turned the phone around and just watched old boy fish because I mean the dude straight up just wrecked him like is that one after the other for for hours? Is that Ryan Matakowitz or however you say his last that, name? That does sound correct. Yeah, there was there yeah. was one of those guys. I mean that caught him, man. Straight up just caught him. Uh, Chris Santoro, uh, he's another one. I mean there's. This list is compiled with just giant names locally and nationally. You know, I keep throwing comments up like, 
there's nobody here that is that is out of it that's really out of it um you know myself i skunked the second day the previous year i powdered in the middle of the river um because i was overthinking things and this is one of those places you just go fishing um don't overthink it have fun with it if you like throwing a ned rig throw a ned rig if you like throwing a swim bait throw a swim bait if you want to throw top water throw top water there is no quote unquote secret bait it's your comfort level if you like fishing eight feet of water go find eight feet of water there's a lot of fish in there yeah it sounds uh, my partner's not here tonight but in the words of ryan lambert it sounds like the thing's wide dick open there's no telling who's gonna win uh there's just every every other comment's a different name coming through you know yeah and, and all the people on the screen right here we can't sleep on any of y'all we know Jordan's a river rat. Um, you know, Lambert himself is, is a hell of a current related fisherman. So is, is Drew in this? Is Gregory in this? I didn't catch his name, and I'm not 100% sure on that one. I was wondering that. Um, yeah. I, I would assume he signed up, but I was looking through names today, and I don't recall seeing him. I could have missed it. I don't know. I'm going to look it up while y'all are talking. Well, no, I saw he had COVID last I looked, so that's all I know. That's it. Yeah. That's the equalizer right there. Half, there's a bunch of folks with with the Rona right now. That, that wasn't no joke. I was I was down for the count for for two or three days. I was I was hacking. Man. Yeah. Um. But but with that being said, um, there's you know, for the guys coming up here, you got local bait shops uh, around. You do have a few canoe and kayak. Uh, places uh you got five mountain outfitters blue mountain outfitters um there's a cabela's there's a dicks there's a bass pro um all these places are local so we don't have any crazy rules like no tungsten or anything else like that so uh yep there's drew there he uh, is there's a guy on there 67th greg hall that's another local guy um if there's i don't know if um uh I'm, Jeff, I'm putting my Jeff I'm putting Rattel. my pick in right now, man. Two piece right there at seventy seven, Mister Two Piece, Jeremy Hughes. Yeah, um, it's time to shine. <laughs> uh, speaking yeah. of two piece, hey, Steve Sisto is another one that you want to watch. I know he busted up his shoulder. He like dislocated his shoulder at that event that uh, Jordan fished here a few weeks back, and uh, he's still gonna fish it. And uh, he's he's always sneaky good. That dude can damn flat out fish. Yeah, he's fantastic. It's gonna be, hey, just like uh, Jordan oh. said, he hated the river. Jay Wallen also said the same thing, and he went up there and, and damn near made a run at it last year. So there's no telling. There's no telling. Well, go ahead, Jordan. Uh, good. You mentioned DMO. Shout out to Blue Mountain Outfitters, man. They they helped me and Eric out when we were in a little pinch uh, a month ago. Uh, so sh shout out to them. They were they were helpful and, and rented us a kayak for for the next day and. Um, I, I think last year when I was up there, Susquehanna Fishing Tackle, actually, I paid for some stuff over the phone. They left it outside so I could come get it because I ran out. So um, everybody up there is super helpful. That's just two I wanted to mention while we, we were on that topic. Hey, another one is uh, Fishing Online. I know they have a brick-and-mortar store that's a little further north, but um, they have, like, I don't know what they what they did with the postman, but they have the damn fastest shipping in the world. Uh, you order, If you get to, to a house that you're staying at up there, and uh you want to get something you'll have it probably by the next day you know what i'm saying like their shipping is outstanding um i ordered something yesterday and it showed up today so just to give you an idea that's a great great small family-run business that is worth supporting up there fishing online 
All right. Yeah. All right. We got uh, we got the birthday boy in the comments, man. Lambert's in the cool. comments watching. So. Hey, happy birthday, on. bro. Yep. Yeah. Happy birthday, Lambo. Um, yeah. On that uh, note, with Steve Sisto, um, he did fall, dislocated his shoulder. Um, I want you guys to understand that, you know, the river. Everybody's talking about waiting. This river is is not is not man-made. Um, it's slippery. Uh, there's spots in this river you might be walking on a rock and your neck steps in seven foot of water. Um, so I would definitely uh, pay attention to where you're walking, what your shoes are. Um, everybody says Crocs and four-wheel drive. Um, I, would, I, I would prefer something a little bit more uh, secure to my feet. Um, these, these rocks, there's areas you might just be in pea gravel and it's soft. Um, there's spots in this river you'll walk that, you know, this pea gravel, you'll sink seven or eight inches just with your normal weight um, walking through these quote-unquote river rocks. And there's other spots where you might be able to tether to your kayak with an eight-foot tether and you're climbing up a six-foot rock to, to look over top of it and see what's over there. Yeah, um, let's let's touch on that a little bit more, uh, Russell, Josh, even Jordan. Let's talk about the safety in that because you're talking about tethering kayaks to yourself and wading in a, a wild river. You know, I think people ought to think about the limits of their gear, wouldn't you say? Like know how to yeah. get off that tether and get loose and, and be safe up there. Um, so generally for me, I I make a loop um, that that is rather large, and I use the third buckle or a D-ring attached to my life, life jacket that I know I can get away from my kayak. Um, I grew up wading rivers. I grew up pulling a 16-foot Coleman canoe around since I was like nine years old. Um, people fall all the time. And it's not a soft fall because when you're wading, you're in less than two, three feet of water. Um, and if you're in that much water and you're wading, it's fast moving. If you're in shin deep water, it's slower moving. Um, I'm a big person when I'm telling people about river fishing to wear a regular life jacket, not an inflatable life jacket. And that comes with the fact if you fall and fall on something sharp, you have padding protection. Um, you're talking about broken ribs, uh, you know, stuff like that. If you fall right, that little bit of protection from those full size life jackets. Um, I know it saved me. Um, you're going to slip. You're going to. It's nothing sure footing about, about this river at all. Yeah. And to echo what, what Russ is saying, be able to get away from your boat. You know, um, if you fall and your boat, you know, is going to start dragging, it's going to start dragging you. Right. And it, it could pull you under or get you in a really bad position, you know, break away from your boat, you know, hit that D ring and, and let it go. It ain't going to flow too damn far. And if it does, somebody's going to see it coming past them without anybody in it and probably stop it for you. Um, but much rather have to chase down your gear than have to chase down your body. You feel me? That's right. Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing, and this is from the whitewater kayaking side of things or whitewater rafting. If you do happen to fall in some water and it's moving, please don't stand up in it. Float through till you get to a calm pool, then get up and walk. Um, there's not near one of us that's strong enough to overcome fast moving water. Um, they say it all the time when we go whitewater rafting up here. Uh, the number one cause of death in whitewater isn't the water itself. It's the foot entrapment. All these rocks, as Jordan said, there's 8,000 rocks in a, across the river. There's holes. There's, you know, 
there's logs, there's I it, have, it's a dangerous place, man. I mean, there there's no way around it, and, and we you know all of us have said that by all means of just be careful. I mean, that's the only yeah. way you can. I mean, Sisto fell and, and tore his shoulder out of place, and he's he's been on that river a lot. I mean, he's he's no slouch, and yeah. and he, you know I just that's that's my only thing. It's just be careful, pay attention. Yeah, I think yeah. Papa Joe had an incident up there last year, didn't he? Dumped that yeah. links, got, got sure hung up and, and dumped Probably not a bad bad time to point out some more um, uh, red danger zone places while that conversation. I know the the half falls looked like it was a, a, a waterfall uh, when I was up there, and that was that was not a friendly place because I looked to flow through it, to lay eyes on it, and. Like no, uh, I, I would. I didn't even want to try it. Just having a fun day after the event when I was up there a month ago. That it looks sketchy. Um, so I mean, I guess I'll start from the north end of the river. Our boundaries. Um, you know, we 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 have the ability to fish between two dams, um, and with the water levels, it's shallow, fast. Um, and you have two rollover dams. They're not the dams that are on the TVA or anything else like that. You don't see them until you realize it's too late. Um, so the upper boundary that we have, the Sunbury inflatable dam, um, that water is going to be coming over there and it's going to be moving pretty well. Um, and then about three quarters of a mile below that, there is the fiber dam. It is a, about a seven foot six or seven foot high impoundment of rollover dam um it it's got a it's got a big boil on the bottom side of it um uh, yeah I'm, I'm getting there mick um <laughs> then downstream of that you're going to have mckee's half falls which is just north of manitango um as we both talked about billy earlier billy's you know the tournament you were fishing jordan billy flipped his kayak air um, and he's been through there and with me a hundred times. Um, that's that's that got is... two kinds of a name for how dangerous it is. I floated through things <laughs> called Gate Shoals, and that wasn't nothing compared to McKee Half Falls. I mean, that's like, oh, Half Falls, that can't be too bad. You get over there and it's like, Bobby, we in trouble. Yeah. Um, so even from the road, it doesn't look bad. But that whole river over there, everything pulls from center river to river right as you're floating down. Um, and the volume of water that comes through there, um, it, it's, it's big. Um, the backside of the island, because uh, of the half falls, they call it half falls because it's split by an island, and that's half the river. Um, the backside isn't as bad, but it's super, super shallow back there to where if you don't pick your right, right lane, you're going to be walking for about a mile. Um, the, a lot of that water back behind there isn't isn't much deeper than your knee. Um, so people choose to run the falls. If you choose to portage over the falls, um, you're looking at portaging four to five feet from fall to fall to get down below because that's what the river drops is about four foot, four and a half foot um, down from the top of the falls to the bottom of the second falls. Um, going through that, your next big challenge is going to be Liverpool. A uh, lot of that water right now is landlocked. Um, and when I say landlocked, it's just there's not very many places that you're going to naturally float through or paddle through. Um, um, 
that is one of those areas where it's uh it's unique because the the rocks that you're used to running across the river run with the river so there's 15 i think sections of rock right there and then at the bottom they curve uh to the other bank um, that's a section that it's kind of picky to get through um, if you find yourself pinned on a rock um, use your paddle bring an extra paddle um, break it apart throw it in your kayak because the last thing you want to be is on the river without a paddle um, down below that everything's pretty much good until you get to dolphin which which is everybody wants to see that's a statue of liberty um, that water is pushed from river right to river left where it bumps up against the highway and the and the river wall um, that's where you're going to find your jet boats coming through that are not going to lift not going to move uh, they got a eight foot channel to run and you're in a smaller boat than them um, then you have going down from there you have a couple other major rock ledges marysville ledges that's two old bridge pilings um, there's a lot of trees that get rushed up on those flowing water goes through those that creates your strainers uh, so before you shoot through any bridges or anything like that keep an eye on it uh, keep your head on a swivel um, because it only with the water's going oh yeah i'm sorry brian montgomery ferry run that river right it can be tricky too um that's one of the places it, i don't go too much that the actual ferry still goes across yes I, um, I saw that person a month ago it was um a, a little um confusing when i got up to it i, I had no idea it was there and i just kind of rolled up to it and... if you roll up to it on river left um you know the east side of the river uh, there's not very many places you're going to get through without a three or four foot drop and if you drop some of these channels at this water level the river may have pushed some bigger boulders down through the channel that didn't clear the low water channel um not to scare anybody just to be honest with somebody um if you don't want to lose it secure it um at this water level you're still going to have overhanging trees um you're going to have you know obstacles that you don't think's there whether it's an old boat dock uh, a duck blind uh sunken boats they're all through there um right below city island you got rockville ledge or not city island right below marysville you got rockville ledge that's one that can be tricky to navigate um in most of these ledge systems you can come right up to them in the push water the ledge system look at it if you don't like it you can generally paddle back upstream to find a, a better way around something um if you're not comfortable with it don't do it um and a lot of times there's going to be enough locals on the water if you wait long enough somebody that knows what they're doing um will get you through there uh keep in mind you'll see a couple hundred just kayakers and canoers they don't care if they flip their 50 dollars sun dolphin they're just running wherever they want i was going to ask you where's the most likely place to see kayakers flip and i could try to get a kbn spotter down there with a camera and we can, we can get right some... by the statue of liberty because they come down river right and they're dumbasses. all right yeah. we get some get some uh yard sales going on in the river there. Uh, you're, you're gonna have you're gonna have flips at at mckee's half falls um there's a there's a a rest area right there 
Um, you're going to have Statue of Liberty. Um, Mar Marysville Ledge about got me in two different places last year, and I was I was high centered twice and was was putting rods in rod tubes, and I twice and probably twenty yards from each other. Yeah. Um, and they come up fast. And the thing about the river is you might be in a section of river where the river rock is black and it doesn't stick out well in the, in, in the river. And then 400 yards down the river, the river rock will turn to a different color. Um, and you can see it from a quarter mile away that there's a brown rock there. But some of these slick black rocks, you can't see till you're on top of them. Um, below Rockville, um, you're going to have the Dock Street Dam, which is below City Island. Um, that's one that you cannot go over at all. Um, it's right in the city of Harrisburg. There's boat ramps on both sides. Um, you're going to have to check out one personally. I know there's access on both sides. I don't know if there's public. Um, Jacob can point out that, but the Susquehanna Water Trail map on online is readily available for anybody to look at um outside of that you're going to hit rocks you don't have to drag the whole time wear a secure shoe um and just enjoy the water man don't overfish it it's yeah, a beautiful it's, place beautiful one of the most beautiful places i've been hey uh jay karsman uh last year year before last posted a great list that kind of summarized everything that Russ just went over. Uh, he also just recently posted something similar on uh, Mid-Atlantic Kayak Bass Fishings. Uh, one of our Facebook pages, we have the main page, and then we have like the kind of like the community forum page. Uh, he posted that on there as well. So uh, go over and check that out if you didn't have a chance to write all that down or come back and listen to the show again. But either way, lots of good info to keep you safe and doing it right on the river. And, and keep in mind, all those spots that are – um, you, all those spots being said, that's covering 40 some miles. So it's not danger after danger after danger. Um, right. There's plenty of water to fish. So as we talk about the negatives all the time, I always try to be that devil's advocate and say, yeah, I just told you eight spots that truly suck. But out of 40, 50 miles. Yeah. So. Yeah. Out of 50 miles. Uh, Justin Largan's over on YouTube. Appreciate you, Justin. He's one of the hottest anglers in the game. He said thanks for the info and the intel, so we got to watch out for him. I'm excited to see how it turns out, man. I, you know, I, we could just as soon see one of you guys on the on the podium, and we'll have you right back next week interviewing a, one of you for the winter. That'd be cool. Uh, but, yeah, it's still on the bucket list for me. Never been up there. Uh, I keep saying every year I'm going make to the, make the flight or the drive. I don't know. Pendergraft just blew through Arkansas on the way. I should have jumped in with him, and I, I could at least fish the Mid-Atlantic. An Atlantic one, even if I can't get into the US. Something to turn around and come scoop you back up. Yeah, man. But one of these days, I'm going to get up there. Maybe next year if Hobie comes back, I'll, I'll make my way up there. But Listen, the, the, the guys that want to come up here, um, there's a large kayak angler community up here. If you guys need boats, it, they're here. It might not be the boat you're used to, but it'll be a, a, ves a fishing vessel that you can use. Um, like, like Jordan just used Blue Mountain Outfitters. They rent out boats. Um, a very, very great fishing community out here. Um, they're just not in tune with the, the fishing world, I guess you can say. You know, we don't have a, a, a MLF, a bass. There'll never be any of those events on this body of water. 
this right, is right, right. this is us. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, well, gentlemen, I can't thank you guys enough for taking the time to, to come on and break this down tonight. It was a great show, a lot of great info. And Jordan, thank you for sliding into the, uh, the co-host seat tonight, man. Uh, while we missed Lambert, Absolutely. we didn't miss a beat with you over there. You did a fine job, so appreciate you as oh, well. Cool. Yeah. I uh, anything else you want to? Yeah, go ahead, Josh. I was going to say thank you for having us on. Thanks for letting me come on and talk about MKBF. Um, and just, yeah, for doing what y'all do, man. I mean, I know you guys came out with it to give us a better option, and it damn sure is. So let's keep rocking. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Big things. Uh, be looking forward to the winner of the, of the event on the show next week. Appreciate everybody watching on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. We'll wrap this thing up. Everybody have a good night. Good night, guys. Later, y'all.